Hey listeners, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations, where we believe that everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. We invite guests from various backgrounds to share with you what makes them unique. Our hope is that you and I can learn and grow together. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today I have the honor to learn from Tamara Flug. Tamara is a confidence and life coach. She believes that having self-love and confidence dramatically improves your life. She also encourages people to live a life that they want. So, Tamara, am I saying that right? I think that's the first question. How do you pronounce your name? (laughs) That's perfect. You can say Tamara, Tamara. I'm quite flexible, actually. I I like that people say it with different accents and different uh, tones of voice. So it's perfect like this. The last name is the funnier, I have to say, because it looks like you're sneezing. I Even when I'm saying it, it looks like I'm sneezing. So, <laughs> so how, how do you say it, though? I'm kind of curious. No, you say it, like I say Tamara because I'm from Geneva, Switzerland, mm-hmm. so my mother tongue is French, as you can probably <laughs> see in my accent. And the last name is actually my dad's German, so it's Flug. Flug. But it's the PF to get, PFL, the three consonants together are just too hard to, to say together. Huh. So. That's cool. So I kind of want to ask this question right off the bat. How did you get into like becoming a confidence and life coach? Like what was the starting point for you that kind of got you down that road? Like got you started down that road? Yeah. So actually I was a teacher back then for kids and I always found them so like, spontaneous, like authentic, you know, they're not playing games. They're just taking things easy, simple. Well, not all of them, but most of the time, I don't know. I, I love them. And I went into <laughs> personal development uh, also uh, back then. And my mom learned life coaching. And I don't know, we started talking about personal development and how much I should like teach this at school. You know, we should teach, I think at school, how to be more confident, how to make decisions and have your own back, how to communicate better, how not to be offended. Like many things that are sometimes a bit more useful than some stuff we learn at school, you know, <laughs> but in our day-to-day life, you know, and um, yeah, I think that this is how I decided to take the training that she uh, did in Switzerland in 2015, and now I went to another training because, you know, like life coaching, I think there's something amazing, and at the same time, that could be hard to understand, but it's um, it's not totally regulated, you know, like, so it means mm-hmm. that you have life yeah. coaches that did not necessarily study anything, which can be really helpful for people, and people that study something and that can also help. I think deep down, the um, like a life coach is, it all depends if it's uh, helping somebody to get results and to feel like generally mm-hmm. better. But yeah, this is how I um, came out being a coach. Yeah. That's so cool. I think that's a fantastic story. It seems like you're naturally just, that was what you were supposed to do type of thing. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I want to, I mean, you kind of mentioned something there with school, like, how you think some people should, you you should learn more about life because, I mean, every single day, every second, right, you need to communicate with someone. You need to, right, some people are going to say some things maybe you're not too fond of, right, and kind of dealing with that. Everyone deals with those sort of things on a daily basis, and I think I, I actually agree with you. I think school doesn't really teach that, and I think we're starting to see some of the effects of not teaching that today. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on this why do you think schools don't teach that so i think that it's not completely black and white like there are some schools that are doing something about it like for example they bring debates you know they bring like having a critical mm-hmm. 
reflection or I really translate it straight from French. <laughs> but like I think there are some steps, like things happening. But it's true that I found myself and I thought also a bit in uh, in um, in Montreal, in Canada also, in Switzerland, and also a bit in Israel. And I saw that teachers sometimes they just say, you know, we've been doing this for like doing this, like what they've always done for a long time. So what we don't really have to change, you know, like not mm-hmm. all of the teachers, but a lot, of, a lot of them. So I guess that it's more, you know, when you used to do something and not all teachers are dinosaurs, of course, but a lot of, just see that, yeah, it's fine that school is always the same. But I think that we have, you know, iPhone version 14 and we're still school 1.0, like to sit all day mm-hmm. long. I think that this is, to me, it's really a problem. So actually, I think that it would be good to point at the fact that it could be different at school, but if I'm saying this, I want to do something about it. So what I've decided instead is actually life coaching. I find it easier, even if actually we should <laughs> teach stuff when kids are at school. I've decided to take people right when they come out of school and they have the money to invest in mm-hmm. coaching <laughs> and to have them actually like, because coaching, you can already form, I think even one session, you know, still different, but even I would say three, my package, like I coach people for four months minimum. And it's just amazing how we can already change uh, your life because exactly like what you said before, it's mm-hmm. this is also how I came up with being a um, confidence coach. It's that deep down, it doesn't really matter what's happening in the world or what people are saying. It all matters like what's happening inside of you. And this is how you can be at peace, you know, with people telling you something, with things happening to you. And this is why I'm so passionate about confidence because I mm-hmm. think that the moment you have your own back, people, not that nothing can touch you, but you'll be fine, you know. But so I think to answer to your question, I think that things are moving a bit at school. I think that teachers, many of my friends are doing mm-hmm. things, but it's true that I've decided to take just another run of helping people. But I think things are, are becoming bigger. In the U.S., for sure, you have tons of uh, of things that are already like more, because I know mm-hmm. that about life coaching, the U.S. is way more, like a bit more advanced, you know, than other countries, I think. So I think at school, too. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> we We have our fair share of problems, too. So don't <laughs> don't worry about that. Um the debate. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to ask this. This is kind of a question that came to my mind as you were talking. And what what's kind of your process then if someone were... Because you said when people like come out of school, that's kind of when you start coaching them and stuff. So, I mean, let's say you worst case scenario, right? Person has no confidence. They hate themselves. They're just really just trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. And they come to you. What's kind of your process to kind of help them develop that confidence and, you know, find that self-love that I think is critical in order to be successful at whatever you choose to pursue? Definitely. Yeah, it's true. And this is what I always say that, you know, confidence will help you skyrocket your success in every area of your life. Because I'm not Mm -hmm. saying the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. But most of the time I can see patterns, you know, in how people are like dealing in their relationships at work with their relationship with their family and then relationship, of course, the base relationship with themselves. So usually what we do is, uh, it's also a famous um, tool, exercise, everybody can check it out online. It's called the life wheel, you know, so you take areas of our life, like it can be health, uh, well, actually I do emotional health, like physical health, relationship with yourself, relationship mm-hmm. with others, romantic relationship, like 10 of them. And we just... I just ask and with the people, like, from a scale to 1 to 10, like, where do you see yourself right now? Like, um, I kind of what I'm getting at is what's your process of coaching? Like, what's your step by step in helping someone that's maybe not in that great of a spot in their life? Yes, 
So actually, this is what I wanted to say, just to see like where they are, you know, on the scale of one to ten, and how what would make it a ten, you know, like for example, somebody that really wants to find love, maybe in romantic relationship, we'll say that they are maybe two out of ten, and then. I'm writing down each time like where they are, where they want to be. And then in the middle, there are many like things that I'm teaching, that I'm coaching on and that we can like discover why they are not where they want to be. But most of the time, yeah, to answer your question, it's all like coaching is basically looking at what we are thinking, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, yeah, basically it's like a um, personal trainer for the brain, you know, because we, gotcha. <laughs> from what we are thinking, we create everything in our life and as much like everything around you was like started with thoughts like that you had and everybody mm -hmm. around we this is what's happening and what is amazing is that you can become more aware and then if you want something different in your life you basically it sounds easy <laughs> but you basically <laughs> have to look at what you are thinking and maybe think something else instead you know because what we are thinking is uh, showing up in the way we are showing up you know i 100 percent agree there i think i mean you hit it right on the mark there uh from the start, right, you talked about how there's different types of health, right? Your physical health, your mental health. And mm -hmm. I think that's important, right? And rating that and grading yourself on what you do. That I actually, believe it or not, had a mentor. He wrote a book on that. And he, the, the thing at the end of the book, I, kind of funny, uh, he said, all right, rate yourself on these aspects of your life. And, right, and then you find out, oh, this is where I'm kind of lacking in my life. I need to you know, bump that up. I need to improve this aspect of my life. And it's a great, I think it's a great thing because it measures yourself, right? As human beings, we like to measure ourselves and say, oh, where am I at? And it really opened my eyes, right? That awareness you were talking about of like, oh, maybe why I'm not happy in this maybe part of my life is because I'm not putting as much focus or emphasis as I should be, right? And that's kind of, I would say, my my story of like how I kind of maybe developed some of my confidence. It's nowhere near yours, right? You're already there. I can just tell <laughs> you have that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good too. <laughs> but I find that confidence, it tends, it, it rubs off on other people too, right? Like when someone comes in and they just take control of like a room, everyone else is like, oh yeah, we can do this too, right? And it brings people together. So I want to ask this, how do you, develop confidence i mean it's not right something you just wake up one day and you have it i mean as much as we wish we would what's kind of i would say the development of confidence yeah interesting so and what you said before it's totally this about the areas of life like i mean the, mm -hmm. the health and all of this we start with one you know always because you don't want to be overwhelmed and i also you know on the side of become being a confidence coach, I also wanted to be a fun coach because it's not that serious. We take ourselves <laughs> seriously sometimes and the result will be the same, but you can have fun on the way. So mm -hmm. just to say this, but then when it comes to confidence, it's, it's interesting because uh, sometimes people come to me really saying that like, that are not facts. You know, most of the time we can also separate in life um, facts like circumstance and our thoughts about it. You know, we have so much drama about like things that are happening and most of the time we don't realize that they are just thoughts, you know, but you and me and everybody, we have 60,000 thoughts per day, which are again, like making us act in the world, you know? So basically confidence is an emotion that starts, of course, you don't wake up confident. I agree mm -hmm. 100%. And I have to say that now I kind of bluffing because I'm have a lot of time, you know, like sometimes 
I always have self-doubt, you know, and insecurity and vulnerability, you know. But I choose to look at it more as something that is an opportunity to love myself more, you know, like to be there for myself and mm -hmm. not to beat myself up. But to answer your question, the way we do usually is first I also like to talk with my clients about times, which you can already start, like everybody listening, times that you did feel confident. There are something that we can say in our past in that moment, in that situation, I was confident and to think what was I thinking in that moment like that made me feel confident like what proof or what evidence did I find for me to say yeah no I'm, I can like how does also confidence look like this we like also to discuss people say I want to be confident I don't want to have doubt anymore but so how does that look like like in what situation mm -hmm. and this is joining also what we talked before is um most of the time you know people it's also when it comes to my marketing and everything some secret here <laughs> now but I'm not you know like selling I'm selling confidence and trying to as you said like be a a billboard of confidence but at the same time I'm really trying to be specific because people want some confidence in specific situations uh, of their day-to-day -day life you know like I don't know dating even in their relationship with somebody mm -hmm. they've been like dating for a long time or with their family you know for the choice of this decision I heard this a lot lately <laughs> and job you know job career like just to focus on really situations where people want to be more confident in and this is where we start actually with specific situations because I love all the books and all, mm -hmm. I, I'm reading so many personal development books. Not all of them are good, but I love to read so much. But at the same time, sometimes I find them very vague. It's lacking of specific, you know, tools or uh, mm -hmm. perspective for something in particular. So with my client, we talk about specific situations. So then next time they can try to think something else. So yeah, this is a... I think you hit it right on the dot too. I think that... Sometimes, right, you want to be in those details of your life because, right, those are your day-to-day -day interactions. Yeah, and, those and build then it makes up, the whole life, yeah. Right, it builds up over time, too. And it's important because, well, especially when it comes to confidence, right, usually, right, when we're feeling, let's say, not confident, it's when in something that we just haven't tried that often, right? It's like, oh, mm -hmm. like, I haven't done this, right? And we don't really know what the outcome's going to be. So what happens, right, is we kind of just avoid it. We're like, oh, well, I'll just, like our best method of, I guess, not developing <laughs> confidence yeah. is uh, avoiding the problem at hand, right? Where in some cases we just need to embrace it, right? We need to go in and just do it, <laughs> right? No, I wanted just to say that what is funny is that sometimes, you know, people think that they don't even think, they're not aware that like what could be the worst case scenario and mm -hmm. when you think about it, like most of the time, the worst kind of scenario is where you are now, you know, like not making that presentation, not talking to the person. And I think it's going back to the idea. And I love sharing this also with people that our brain is still like a brain that is a condition for survival. Like it will want to, mm -hmm. you to stay in the cave. It will want you not to go out there, not to be rejected, you know, just because it thinks it's going to die, you know. So what is nice, and we do this also with coaching, is we override the, like you can look at yourself thinking and be like okay brain like I gave a name to my brain so it's sunny because I just love mm -hmm. the sun and sometimes I'm thinking exactly what you said the thought I was like I've never done a webinar or like well this is maybe for people not entrepreneur <laughs> it's less talking but like I've never talked to about this I'm I cannot share that opinion and then I'm always going like what is the worst case scenario and then reminding myself it's just my brain and I'm not my brain like it's like a thought I don't have to believe it you know there is a difference between thinking something and believing it you know Sometimes we, we think so many thoughts, but we don't have to believe everything we think. <laughs> exactly. No, I think you're right on, too. I think a good quote that we could insert here is, I remember 
when I was actually funny enough in a math class, there was this, <laughs> he would have this quote wall. And on one of them, it was your thoughts become like, what was it? Your thoughts become your actions, right? And then it keeps going like your actions become your destiny and all that. It just keeps yeah. going down. But that's not the important part, right? Your thoughts become your actions. And it's true, right? If you think it, right, and you let it become your actions, then I, I think that's something people need to recognize is that they need to organize their thoughts in a way that, that hey, this is who I want to be, right? And also, to your point, they need to recognize, hey, this is something I'm not going to make this a reality, right? This is something that is not important, that this is something that I am not, right? And we're just going to discard this thought. We're going to let it. We're going to acknowledge that it exists. And then we're just going to discard it and then move on. And I think that's something that a lot of people fail to do, right? To your point, again, it's they, they let it become their reality. And oftentimes that's <laughs> it. it's not as it leads them to a miserable life or right. They're scared of this presentation. They're, oh, I'm not confident. They keep telling themselves that eventually it's yeah. going to become true. Exactly, they create it for themselves, you know, which I think to your point, and it's a, it's a really <laughs> great insight you put, I just think that also it can be scary because then you, you look around and you're like, okay, so I've created all of this. If what you said is exactly true, our thoughts create like action. It's actually create emotions and drive our actions. I really believe this. And at the same time, you almost don't want to look at it, you know, like, oh, I can't believe I've been singing this. Most of the time, my clients sing like, I don't mm -hmm. want to look at this. I don't want to like look at what I'm thinking because uh, I would judge like they're judging it, you know, but this is where we can, it's another chance to build confidence from redeveloping, really like looking at it from a place of compassion and curiosity. And I wonder why I've been thinking this, but the first step, it's true. It's, it's awareness. I really believe that personal development is first become aware. When you look around, so many people are not aware. They believe everything they think. And this is why they take things so personally and so seriously, because they think, for example, she offended me on purpose and they are so attached mm -hmm. to thinking this. So yeah, <laughs> going deep inside, but I really agree. And I think that here, the, the best take, like here, I think that what's important is to see how much more power, you know, we have over our life and over what we are thinking, but it doesn't have to, to happen today, tonight, or, you know, it's not mm -hmm. white and black or all or nothing, but you can start by something. And just by being here, I think it's already an amazing start, you know? <laughs> No, I think I think you're right on. I, we have to have patience with ourselves as well. Yeah. Right. There's there's actually something I'm I guess kind of developing in my mind, and it's there's three things in order to have right a successful relationship with anything, but also right kind of what we're talking about today. You have a relationship with yourself, right? Yeah. And I think the three things that need to be present in order to be successful is you need to have respect, right? You need to respect yourself. The number two, you need to be accountable, right? Everyone's human. We're going to mess up. And the number three is that we need to have patience, right? We need to be patient with ourselves. And I think sometimes, especially in this world where it's everything's now, 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 it's really hard to kind of take that step back and be like, all right, something like confidence takes time to develop, right? It's not something, that, again, we kind of already mentioned it. You don't just wake up and say, oh, I'm confident, right? Yeah. Especially that first... Uh, I wish... <laughs> I know, right? Especially that first presentation, right? When you're coaching your clients and stuff. People, right? They're probably going to stammer through their first presentation, right? My first podcast, for example. I'm going to kind of stammer yeah. through it like, oh, I don't really know Me what too. I'm doing, right? And then from there, 
what ends up happening is as you do more of it, right, that repetition, you get better at it. And then slowly, right, it kind of builds your confidence like, hey, I can do this, right? Like I can actually host a podcast or I can actually do a presentation or I can be a guest on a podcast, right? The first time is never good. And oftentimes people beat themselves up after that first right time. They're like, oh man, I didn't do as well. I could have done this better. I'm like, no, that's exactly where you want to be. No one's perfect the first time. And what you want to do is you want to say, all right, where can I improve? Right. And then from there you start improving off those things and eventually you become very good at what you spent the time doing. Yeah, for sure. No, but I think that also what you pointed at is uh, makes a lot of sense when it comes to, again, not being in our own nothing thinking that we exactly like, for example, we have to make this, the example of the presentation that people would think people have to applaud me. I will get like more money after this. I will get so many things. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be black and white. You can just one person feel a bit more confident today and it's like it doesn't have to be like this I also like to ask how would that look like to be very confident or to be very successful at this like or to be insecure like just to really because people are really talking about it generally you know like I want to be confident but actually they don't even know how would that look like you know so when you think about how that would like you are more willing to create it you know because as we said our thoughts are this I think and I wanted just to add something that I, I think can be very helpful for everybody listening that I think um, at school, again, poor school, <laughs> we're going to get phone calls from people. But you know, school, I really like the best is to have A's, like in Switzerland, it's like one out of six. The best is to have six, to have amazing grades. But I think when it comes to do something that you've never done, like you said, and the podcast, my first episode podcast, oh my God, we'll never <laughs> listen to it again. But I, sometimes I think the best is to look at it as creating B minus work. Even C is way better than nothing at all. It's even... Um, I coach also people that want to feel healthier and it's just about going out, make a 10 minutes walk. You don't have to go in extreme because it's very hard to, to mm-hmm. continue doing it, as you said, and to put yourself out there, no matter what we're trying to do, to meet somebody. And be minus walk is just nice because you, you, you're trying to do something. And most of the time, it's, it's even better than this, you know, but this is why most of the time we're afraid of trying. We're afraid it's not going to be good enough, you know. Yeah, sometimes we set that bar so high, right? I'm guilty of this too, right? We set yeah, like, oh, I'm, right, our expectations are way up here. But in reality, right, in order to get way up there, there's smaller steps that yeah, you have to take so sure. in order to get to that expectation that you want, right? And I mean, you kind of mentioned exercise. I think you don't just wake up and you're like, all right, I'm going to pump out a one hour workout. We're going to run yeah. miles. And I'm like, it may work the first day, but then you're going to hate it. You're not going to like yourself. And you're going to ask yourself, why am I doing this? It starts with, hey, right, like you said, take that 10-minute walk, and it's enjoyable, right? And then from there, right, maybe you're like, oh, I kind of like this. I feel better. Let's take it a step further. Let's go for 30 minutes. Or, hey, maybe we go on a run instead. And from there, it kind of, it's a step-by-step. It's those small steps and you eventually reach that expectation of like, oh, I'm here, right? But oftentimes, right, we we find ourselves already setting a new bar. We're like, oh, well, we can do this. Let's let's set a new one. And yeah, I, I find that sometimes, right, you got to take that step back and say, look how far I've came. Like, I started here, and now we're here, and I'm trying to get here. But that's the thing is, a couple of years ago, I was here, and now we moved to here. And that's the thing, it's always progress. You're always making progress. Even if you feel like an utter failure, 
you're always making progress towards something. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to understand. There is, by the way, uh, you, you, will you remember this question? <laughs> you think you will remember the question? Or can I just add something? Because it really makes me think of, uh, there is a book called The Gap and the Gain. It's exactly what you said, that uh, basically like to mm -hmm. each night when you're going to bed to think exactly about three gains, because we always think about how much we have yet to gap exactly what you talked about. So I just said it's just the image of it, that it's, uh, plus we have to look at ourselves, like everything we've come from, yeah. And even if it's just going for a small work, and again, to look at it as an opportunity to to love ourselves, like to be there for ourselves, to like, mm -hmm. I like the question also, what would you tell a friend? How would you behave with a friend? Like with the way you're treating yourself. We are so nicer, you know, it's much more nicer with uh, other people than we are with ourselves. And the result, we are miserable, you know, like deep mm -hmm. down. So why not try something else instead? It looks like it's not, having, it's not having working for us to beat ourselves up and to try to create motivation from a place of life, you know? So the best is, to actually be there for ourselves and to cheer ourselves up, you know. So I think, yeah, just to join you. <laughs> exactly. And I think you bring up an excellent point where, I mean, especially, right, let's use exercise, right, being fit. The example again, there's multiple ways you can do it, right? Maybe going to the gym is not exactly your cup of tea. It's, yeah. it, it doesn't feel right. You're not, it's something you it's don't really want, right? It's not like fun, it. right? It's not fun. <laughs> But for others, right, it's fun, they love it, it's something they like. But for other people, right, maybe, again, right, it's taking that walk. And they're like, oh, I like walking through nature or hiking, biking, right? There's the, the possibilities are pretty much unlimited. You can do uh, whatever, right? You can find different ways to better your life. And that's the thing, it's different for everyone too, right? Sometimes we fall into that trap like, oh, you need to exercise, you need to exercise. I'm like, okay, sure, you do, right? You want to be fit, but... At the same time, there's multiple ways you can go about that. And I think it's so cool that we live in a day and age where we can do that. So a little bit about the question I kind of had. I think fear kind of plays a role, right, in overcoming that. So I was going to ask you this. How would you recommend people kind of overcome that fear? I would think that actually the very first thing that uh, I like to ask people is uh, how they, do they experience fear in their life, just to see in what mm -hmm. situations, just to get familiar again, to connect the person to like to a specific situation, just that it's more like talking to both of us. I'm getting curious mm -hmm. also as a coach. And then I'm actually, we I like also to point at the fact that most of the time, like emotions are part of being alive, which makes actually, I think, life amazing. I, I truly believe that we have... 50% of the time, positive, well, positive. Let's talk it like comfortable emotions and other time, 50% negative emotions, no matter where we are, no matter if we get to a goal, no matter if we get married, if we have kids. When you really think about it on amazing holidays, you still had moments you did not feel good. So I like to actually ask people like, why, how do they process the emotion of fear? Because most of the time you can also have a thought that is driving you to feel fear mm -hmm. and you feel fear. And actually, there would be nothing wrong with like feeling fear because it's an emotion. It's a vibration in the body. So usually, if we really connect to this without trying to, I call it buffer, which means like eating or like doing something like watching TV, which I love watching TV, but I mean to make sure we are not feeling the emotion. This is another behavior we can have. If we just connect to the emotion of fear and we understand that it's our brain, again, that we have a thought that is creating the fear, this is step number one, which I have to say that even if I learned coaching many years ago, 
processing emotions also when it comes to eat because I love sometimes you know I feel a bit bad I like mm-hmm. to eat something because I feel better right away uh-huh. and I've been doing it so many times that it's sometimes I get still coached on this honestly but the rest I, I think that fear and other emotions can be processed and then mm-hmm. of course we we are human so we're gonna feel fear and I think fear is really again one of the emotions attached to like the fact that we have a brain that just wants to relax because it wants to save energy from the cave time you know I, we still have mm-hmm. the same brain which is not too useful today to be afraid of being rejected. It's not like we're going to be alone and not in the tribe, you know, but it's interesting to just know that our brain is like this. And I think the first step would be really to see what is the our process to feel the emotion of fear, to process it. And then actually what is the most interesting here? It's not the fear itself. It's what we make it mean. Like, for example, mm-hmm. most of the time I know that my clients are saying, like, I'm afraid and I'm asking them so, like, what do you make it mean? Like, why are you afraid? Like, first, they have a thought coming up most of the time. Like, people won't love me. I won't find love. I won't be in a relationship because mm-hmm. I'm coaching a lot on this lately. <laughs> so it's coming up like this. And they are the, then there is another thought deep down that is more such as I'm going to end alone. Like, I'm not end up alone. I'm not going to yeah. find somebody to love me. So what's interesting is just to discover, and again, what we talked about, to raise awareness around, like, why we feel what we're feeling. And then we can, of course, choose to feel it. I still feel fear sometimes. I feel many emotions. But I know, like, then it can stop there. I don't have to take action from there. You know, most of the time when we feel fear, my clients will stop doing what they're doing. They will go back to bed. They will buffer, Mm -hmm. as I said, like, trying to escape. If you just process the emotion, then you know, ah, it's because I'm afraid of being alone. It's just my brain. I can carry the emotion like a heavy purse, like, all day long. Some days we feel good, some days we feel bad. <laughs> and then we can think for the next few days, reminding ourselves it's just my brain and I can choose to think something else. But we never have to give up a thought or to, to we, we are not, we don't need to be fixed, you know. This, I think it's important also to say when we feel fear, nothing is wrong with us. I think we just have human brains, all of us, and we all feel fear sometimes, sometimes all feel worry. And yeah, so I hope I answered your question. As no, you can see, I love talking about this. But I think it's interesting when you think something, which is, I think love enter, which is not always easy to think about it. It's what we really make it mean, you know, so. I think you hit it right on the dot. I, that was good. I th- I think. Deep stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was good. I think, right, sometimes, right, we have that approach of, hey, let's just eliminate fear. Where it, I, I like how you said, look, it's natural, right? It happens, right? It kept us alive, <laughs> right? From the, yeah, during the cave good, times, actually. right? It was good for us, right? Some of that fear like, oh, shoot, we got a lion run towards us. Let's, you know, fight or flight, take <laughs> over. That that type of thing. And, but the thing is now today, right? Fear still exists and it can motivate us to do great mm-hmm. things. But to your point, it's kind of what we make of it, right? Like, all right, how are we going to use it? How are we going to view it? What is fear in our mind? And I, I almost like saying this it's i think there's a difference between being scared and uh being fearful right mm-hmm. so being being scared is okay right like sometimes like everyone's scared all like all the time it's okay but then when you're fearful it immobilizes you to actually act right so when yeah you want to take that step forward right and you know what you want right believe me right the first time i did a podcast i was scared to death right? Still scared, right? It's normal. But when fear takes over, it's like, okay, I won't even do it, right? Like you just, like you kind of said, you kind of just pull yourself back and you withdraw yourself. And that's kind of how I, I view fear is where it's, look, it's okay to be scared, but once it develops into fear, then maybe 
that's when you need to take a hard look and say, well, why am I like mm-hmm. so fearful of this? And then maybe look to make some adjustments and fix some things along those lines. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I kind of. Yeah, I think it's it's really, really a good way to look at it. And it's, you know, because I like sometimes when it comes to self-improvement and all of this, it could be vague. And like this, how you said, like the two kind of options, it makes it more applicable, you know, right away in your life. I just like it because I like to save time and having amazing results fast, you know, so I can <laughs> use this to the way, the way you presented it. It's very good. And I think just to add it that, again, it's joining the all or nothing thinking that sometimes we're going to feel scared, exactly what you said, for 10 minutes or so. Sometimes I'm telling myself, okay, brain, bring it on. Think about everything we are scared. And you know what is funny? If you do this, you write down what you're thinking and then you look at it and you're like, really? Like, it doesn't make sense. It's funny. But I agree with you. And then the second one is exactly like fearful. I agree. It's It's a really good way to look at it. And I think that it's, again, there are days that it will work better for us. There are days that... It will be hard to go out of this scared, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes we use it also as an excuse not to take action. So this, you can be onto your brain. And for this, I say also to myself, I have no pity party. Like I'm not feeling sorry for myself because there are some emotions we can indulge, you know, yep. I think like overwhelm, confusion, we're using them, like we indulge in them to make sure we don't take action. And this, I think it's just good to be aware, to be onto our brain. But this is actually the beauty of coaching. It's kind of, sometimes you, it's hard, it's like a, brain surgeon that cannot have surgery on its own brain. So you're really very aware and you coach yourself very good. <laughs> and I think that sometimes you can also then when you have somebody that is helping you from an objective way, really to look at uh, what's how you're thinking and like why you feel fear, you know, from some questions. But most of the time you can, when we coach people, uh, the best is then, then they can coach themselves, you know, for, for the rest of their life. So yeah, I agree. I, I, you did good, two good points. Like. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I try my best. <laughs> But uh, no, I think I I like the points you brought up. I think that, again, right, fear is something that we all need to overcome at one point. And and it's just no one wants to be in that situation for that long, right? It's right. You don't want the lion chasing you forever. Eventually, right, you're going to run out of energy and it's like and you're going to exhaust yourself, right, if you stay in that fear state too long. So. I think it's good, right, that we have coaches that come in and say, hey, look, like, <laughs> this isn't normal. We don't want you to be in that fear state all this yes. time because eventually it becomes exhausting and it's eventually just slowly to start really just getting in a state of mind that's not healthy and not good for you and, right, those thoughts become your actions and start getting a little negative and it's... No one wants to be around that. And that's ultimately that's what makes people happy, right? Is being around other people, right? Conversations like we're having, uh, right? Whether it's, you know, the relationship advice, other people going out and finding a significant other. Everyone needs someone that they can just, you know, people want to talk to each other. And I think yeah. that's, you know, the awesome part of life. So I'm going to ask the intelligent question of the day. <laughs> ah, I'm on the grill. I cannot wait. <laughs> so I think, right, kind of what we've been talking about today, fear, all that, it's all great, right? We're talking about this stuff. But I think the, f- the thing that really holds people back is finding kind of just that edge to push them to actually act, right? Because, right, these words are nice, right? What we're saying today is great. But how do you actually push people to act 
on, you know, developing their confidence, overcoming fear, some of the topics we've discussed today. So in my opinion, my humble opinion, I think that it's, um, again, you know, actions we all try when it comes to losing weight, to do sport, to look for a job. We always, oh, I tried this new diet. Oh, I've been on this app. It does not really matter what you're doing. What matters the most is really what you are thinking, which will mm. actually create an emotion than when you will take action from. And sometimes when we take so many, many actions, but yeah. the root of the problem, the cause of it is something that we are not aware of that is like most of the time it's one thought, you know, like for example, to lose yeah. weight, I'm coaching somebody, it's just a good example for the intelligent question. <laughs> I was not bad on the grill today, but <laughs> she really, this person really told me, I tried all the diets, which I told her, amazing, you're going to be you so much closer to get mm. there. You know, people always see nothing's wrong working for me, so I'm going to, like, it's not going to work for me. And I'm saying, you're just getting closer when you tried everything, you know. So mm -hmm. here, what I want to say with this is that she, this person tried really so many diets. But when we look at what, in specific situations, again, with what this person was feeling, and then right above what they were thinking, it was always thoughts, like she told me, it's not that <laughs> such as, this is going to be good. I've always eaten this. So, of course, what we are thinking, since it's um, generating emotion and creating, um, deriving our action, no matter what we do on the action line, it's not going to change because the root and the cause of the problem is actually what we're thinking. And I think it's called behavioral uh, psychology, so therapy. So I think that it's backed yeah. up with some <laughs> psychology there. You can really read it out, like thinking that thoughts actually really drive what you said or actions. So to tell you here today, I think this is where the beauty of uh, coaching is coming from. It's in. <laughs> it's really about looking at what we are thinking right before we take that action. And everybody can do it right now at home. You know, when you're doing something, even if it's some like easy things such as brushing our teeth and everything, it can be subconscious thought. Like, you know, it's again, it's such a smart brain we have. It's mm -hmm. very efficient. So it will put things on automatic. So most of the things, we're not even conscious that we have them. Mm -hmm. You know, but again... Raising awareness is amazing. So I would say to answer the intelligent question of the day is just to, before everything we're doing, to look at actually, this is a bit level two, but what we are feeling, but just what we are thinking, you're already good. And it's not, again, all or nothing. You don't have to, to see every action what you're thinking, but from something that you really want to do that is important for you, like on dates, everything, the way we are showing up, like everything starts from what we are thinking. So no matter what action you're taking, the good news today is that there is a solution for everybody if they want to get something or to get someone, mm -hmm. <laughs> to get somewhere, it starts in what we are thinking. And this, then when you look at what you're thinking, again, you don't have to change it. Most of the time people are very attached to what they're thinking because <laughs> it served them somehow, you mm -hmm. know, for sure. Exactly. Otherwise they will not keep on thinking it. But then when you think something else, like for example, for the food, after a few sessions, we came up to the conclusion that this is good, but I want something else instead, which made her feel not desire to eat. That will make mm -hmm. her feel eat, but it made her feel calm. Like, okay, I know that I've always been thinking this, which drove my action of eating. Now I can sit with the emotion of, we call it an urge, you know, when you really want to eat. There's nothing to resist. There's no willpower here. You just process the emotion. It's very hard. As I said, I'm still getting coached on it. I like to remind that I'm still a human being. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> and so look at what you're thinking, I think, before taking action, and this will make the whole difference. Then every diet is working. Every people can fall in love. I'm 1,000 million percent sure of this. There you go. <laughs> That's the intelligent answer of the day. I, 
Did you feel the certainty? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you got it right on. I think that, again, right, your thoughts become your actions, right? And and there's no right or wrong, right, like, yeah. path that you can take, right? And that, and sometimes, right, we beat ourselves up over it, right? And it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know, right? Like, for, with the example you gave, right? It's, oh, this isn't the right diet. Like, well, I, I like to use businessmen. So Thomas Edison, yeah. one of the... <laughs> He's awesome. But one of his quotes is, he says, look, I tried a thousand ways and I still and I still didn't get it. So he when he was inventing the light bulb, it took him a thousand tries before he even got like yeah. the first working prototype of the light bulb. And if you even like if you understand business a little more, right, there's more things that go into perfecting that and actually bringing it to market. So there was even more tries after that. And that's just the funny part that's the reality of it it's you got to try like just take that step and say you know what let's just see if this works and to your point if it doesn't work let's take that step back and let's try something new and i think that's oh, something sure. a lot of people could really use and get advice from yeah and really not to beat ourselves up you know because sometimes we use all this work like but i know i could do better or like what you said about the library mm -hmm. like he tried this so it's like oh but i'm never gonna try like not to use it really to use it as like it's feedback, you know, and then you can always try something new and there's no rush because there is never better than here. Like there are always, as I said, the 50-50 and we are exactly where we're supposed to be. I believe that uh, anyway, we cannot go back. If somebody has a time machine, we'll make like go back mm -hmm. and change and make different decisions <laughs> and take different action. I would be in. But this is why I think it's nice also to find enjoyment right here, right now and to like we don't have also to suffer through all of it, you know, like this is also an interesting but this is for another time. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, that is definitely for another time. Well, thank you for coming on today. I thank definitely so enjoyed much. having you. And I think you shared a lot of great things. So if people want to reach out to you, get coaching, all that fun stuff, what's the best way they can find you online or on social media? Yes. So thank you for this great opportunity. I always love meeting new people. And I love it. Also a great anthropological experience. You know, you see so many people from all over the world. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for the great opportunity. And um, so, yeah, if people are interested to see a bit what, uh, like, how they can get different results in their life, if they want to seek something else instead, or if they just want to have fun also, which sometimes can sound weird, <laughs> I think, to stop saying this. You can uh, come to my website, which is called personaldevelopmentzone.com, and there you can find, uh, I have actually eight thoughts that I think on a daily basis that mm -hmm. make me feel confident. I love to share that. Also, I have 17 random facts about me that I found fun to read and yeah. <laughs> and otherwise on instagram i started now uh, my channel so it's a tamara fun confidence coach but i think actually to people found me by writing in google my name tamara mm -hmm. fun confidence coach and see it's also easy i love google so <laughs> there you but go thank you so much <laughs> yeah no problem thank you for so coming much, on today so everyone as you can tell that's tamara Flug, as you can tell, she's a very intelligent person, has great things to say. I challenge you guys that if you liked anything you heard today to reach out to her, and I'm sure she'd be happy to chat with you. Stay tuned till next week. We have a great guest lined up for you guys. See you guys next week, and let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. 
you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again, and let's get after it.